0: Yo, what's up, everybody? My name is Dell. I'm here with Lecrae, artist, writer, sci-fi enthusiast. What else, bro? That's my favorite one. Right there. <laughs> sci-fi enthusiast. And I'm here with Andy Mineo, and this is the Work in Progress podcast. This is how we got Andy to release a whole bunch of records that, for one reason or another, have not come out. And finally, they're seeing the light of day. It's crazy. Uh, yeah. And today, we're talking about a record called Another Me. Yeah. Break, you talk to us about that record, then.
1: Yeah, it actually, I'm glad that you're doing this podcast with us because the, the lyric idea, a lot of time writing and lyrics uh, for me come from conversations I have with people. You know what I'm saying? Whenever somebody interrupts me, uh, you know, in the studio or, you know, real juicy conversation gets going, mm. I'm usually not trying to cut it off to get back to work because I'm like, yo, this is actually where the songwriting happens, mm. you know? And uh, one time we were on the phone, I was just talking with Lecrae and Lecrae has been a big brother to me. He owns Record labels, he's an author, just... just uh, very talented and wise guy all around. And I've um, I've had the privilege of being his friend for, I don't know, a long time, yeah, eight years least. or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And um, man, a lot of times I'll call Lecrae and we'll just shoot the breeze and talk about life. And you actually said uh, one thing to me that became a part of this song is you were like, man, we were talking about maybe career, music, and how there's the stresses of always having to be in the public eye. You got to have a new record coming out. How do you not lose people's attention? Mm. And um, you are like, man, I'm just trying to get my priorities right. And, you know, the 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 world, the radio, they can have, they'll always find another, another me. Mm. You know? Like, the world will always have stars. They'll always have people. He's like, but my kids and my wife, they're only going to get... I'm the only you know' I'm the only dad that yeah. my kids will have yeah so I gotta just make sure I prioritize that and I was like, oh,
2: hopefully gosh. the only husband my wife will ever have yeah absolutely
1: <laughs> right so I was like, man that's so good and that's I think that's a message that um you know need to be in the world and that I needed to write and it uh it reminded me about priorities. It reminded me that my wife, that I will hopefully be the only husband that she ever has and that I'll be the only father my kids ever have. Mm. And that this career, this thing, it's very much like athletes. Mm-hmm. You usually have a window of time to be popping and then it's over. And did you do what you could in that window um, to you know, make a career a life out of it? We yeah. see guys like, uh, what's your man, riding dirty?
0: Chameleoner, Chameleon. Chameleon.
1: Chameleon Chameleon had one big song, maybe two big songs, and your man invested in tech, and he's chilling the rest of his chillin'. life, feet up, super chilling, and uh, you know I love that. So, um, but <clears throat> one thing that can happen is in the pursuit of this career. That's usually only, it's temperamental and it's short. We can forget about the things that are going to last much longer outside of the career, our family, our wife, our kids. Mm -hmm. Um, There can be a neglect of the people around you. Mm -hmm. One of the guys that I really love is uh, Justin Forsett, you know, the football Mm -hmm. player. Mm -hmm. Man, he said something to us at one point where he was like, nah, I'm not missing date night, like ever, to go and do something with the guys from the football team because... Football is gonna end, but my relationship with my wife is gonna last for the rest of my life. Major facts. And I was like, "Yo, that's such a sense of priority." Yeah. That I really like. I, I was rocked by that when he said that to me. Anyways, that all that stuff works into here. The world can find another me to write their songs and melodies because stars are born every day. Yep. And I set myself on fire trying to keep everybody else warm. That lyric's crazy. To make these things right because I know I've been wrong. I've been gone too long. It's time to come home. I could have a million them and I'd still be alone because I only get one of you. And so that record, you know, it never came out. One, because I thought it like I wrote it because it was on my heart, mm. but it came out very pop. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, like I don't know a, if this a fits Latin my whole, feel to it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it fits my whole brand and my thing. So we actually tried to pass the record off um, for another big artist. Big Can we, Latin a big Latin artist. We even had Dell transcribe it in Spanish. Mm. And um,
0: lost on my pub, man. When that dude said no, it's crazy. So I had rewritten in his Spanish. Give me, your, is your Spanish rusty? Nah, man. He was he was just like I'm not gonna say who, but uh, he was a major player. Whoa. <laughs> uh, nah, he was just like he was just like oh man, we already got one that kind of feels oh, like okay. this. I got you. So then it went back to English, and I lost on my pub.
1: This record felt a little pop, but I was like, you know what? Let's just put it out in the world anyway. Yeah. We got this podcast. We got a safe space to let it fly and let it bless some people. But um, I'm glad we brought you in on it. One, because our conversation is one of the things that gave me a lot of ammunition uh, to even think about and create it. That's crazy. Um, and so, one, I think that's like an importance of creatives, having conversations and just sharing real life and vulnerability with each other. There's a lot of material there um, if you just pay attention.
2: Yeah, I never would have known that. Yep. Like, never. That's crazy. Mm.
0: Yeah.
1: And two is, uh, you know, I think you have done really well over all these years to make your wife and your kids a priority and your family a priority, both in your music and in um the way you live your life Mm. you know i've gotten a chance a lot of people get to see you publicly but i've got a chance to see you up close and personal as a friend like i remember we got off the tour bus one time and i went to your crib and like first thing he did was he's cooking eggs in the morning for the kids and he's like what do you want you want the and he knows which kid wants the scrambled egg which kid wants you know and it's just (laughs) funny seeing him go from like we were sold out a show somewhere to the next day he's like making breakfast. Amaya, sit down on your chair. Domesticated. And you go straight into dad mode. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, you care, man. And you're there and you're present. You've been a great dad and, wow. uh, and, wow. a, and a good husband. So I know it hasn't always been perfect, but just wanted to like jump into one, this song, your thoughts on the song, and two, how you've been able to do that and and what helps you keep try to keep priorities you know in place
2: no that's great one um yeah thank you for 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 the kind words and then two uh for for putting that music in the atmosphere because i think those type of narratives are rare you know what i'm saying like there's you you think of the um like when I listen to the song, even though it is kind of like the, the version you you let me hear has more of a pop appeal to it, those that type of content you typically hear from either these obscure indie artists or these giants in the industry, the John Mayers and you know what I mean, like Nas type of records where it's like, oh wow, that's so profound conceptually like most people just want to get by with saying you know the the the, the normal casual run of the mill stuff but that deeper like let me reach deep inside and pull out something i feel like that's what you did with the song because everybody feels that they just don't know what to do with those feelings you know what i mean like i think everybody feels that sense of being torn between your aspirations and the people you love But they don't know what to do with those feelings and typically the aspirations went out because it just seems like that's just this is my only shot right we're so Mm. self-absorbed it's like oh this is my only shot like you know what i mean like um yeah you know kids say that like to their parents like if you guys don't let me do this this is my one chance Mm. um without just thinking like these are your only parents like, they, they'll be gone one day, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. so anyway, just that whole concept, I think, is uh, it's important. It's important to me, and I think I, it's, it sits on my mind and, and all the things you said about being family-oriented is important to me, probably more so because I just come from such a dysfunctional family background. And with my family background, you know, growing up without my dad, my mom working— You know, eight hours, I'm coming home, latchkey kids, so I'm five hours probably by myself. And, you know, I only had, like, parental interaction probably for maybe a total of three hours a day. And so just feeling like, man, I don't want to, you know, look back and, and realize my family's been run over on the, the railroad tracks as I was riding a train to success. You know what I mean? And so, uh hmm. yeah, so that's that's really a very strong core value. And I've dropped the ball, and when I've dropped the ball, it just it de- it destroyed me. You know what I mean? Like, not even like... the
1: ball as a husband? Yeah, as a husband, yeah, as a husband yes, and
2: a father. You know, when I do drop the ball, it just destroys me because you don't realize it in the moment. You just, you're thinking like, oh, I didn't know. You know, that that was a big deal. And usually it's a slow drift. It's not like a, you know, it's not like your daughter says, Daddy, I have really excited. I got this dance tomorrow. And you're like, can't make it. I got to go do a show. That's usually not how it happens. It's usually like the slow drift where you look up and you're like, yo, how did I miss this? Mm. And then you just, it's like, by then the damage is done.
1: Well, tell me why. Tell me why. The like when we're talking about the damage, yeah, right? Because people are like, Well, what damage? You missed something, right? I've had conversations with you where you've had these like revelation moments. You're like, Yo, they don't love me. Oh, yeah, like the industry is so like, Oh, oh, you're hot. Oh, hey, hey. and, and uh, get out it, get out of my face. It goes from who is so and so, right? I heard Roger Stone say this, right? He's oh, like, yeah. Who is so and so. Get me so-and-so. Get me someone like so-and-so. Who Who is is (laughs) so-and-so? Just like they run through talent and people. Hmm. And I think we get lost in this this glamour, this Mm -hmm. enamorment of like, yo, people want me. Mm -hmm. They want my name. Mm -hmm. They want me to perform. You don't even realize you're like walking into a slaughter. Talk to me about that, like how you've seen the quickness of the turnover or like the grimy things you've heard in in these meetings about artists where they, they really don't care about you. Yeah. And why missing something like family uh can be so detrimental in the long term. You know?
2: Yeah, I, I remember um I'm coming off the heels of anomaly, number one album in the country, you know, win a Grammy and just like could be no higher for in terms of like the career space. And and in my mind, I'm thinking at any minute now, me, Drake, Kanye and Kendrick are going to be eating dinner together. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like any, <laughs> any minute now, we're all going to be besties. And I remember I just kept waiting for this moment to happen when, because people start calling you, you know, like, oh, I got a text from my favorite rapper and this and this happens. And so I'm just like, any minute now, I'm waiting for the relationship to turn over and become deeper. Like the relationships that I, I have with you or Prop or, you know, Tadashi or whatnot. And I'm waiting for these relationships to turn over and then they don't. And then I'm kind of like, well, well, maybe I'm not doing something right. Maybe, you know, I need to press in more. And, and one day it just hit me it hit me like the friends I have are my friends. You know what I mean? Like the the family I have is my family. I was thinking like I was gonna be inducted into this new family. And that's, that comes from the insecurity of just growing up, not having that solid foundation of what family is. And you're constantly looking for, it's why a lot of kids join gangs, so on and so forth. And that's all it is, is, is your, by God's grace I've been blessed with real friends who love me for me with kids who admire me and adore me with a wife who is who loves me and will stand by my side through thick and thin and i'm like fighting to you know for the affirmation of these these randomness and it it's just like this you know one that time period the anomaly period i call it or whatever the phone was ringing You know, I was like made uh, super producers call in, just all this kind of stuff. And what is it? Five years later? I don't, I I can't get a hold of some of these people if I wanted to. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's kind of like, oh, you're you're not, you don't, you wouldn't make me any money at this point. You know what I'm saying?
1: There's no interest.
2: There's no interest. Yeah. You wouldn't make me any money. So I, I, I think some people like to ride the rocket ship. Sometimes if the rocket ship gets too high, it's like, it's not worth it. But sometimes, but if it's taken off, it's like, yes, let me jump on this. And I knew people were doing that. Like, Static Selector told me. He was like, bro, I just called you because you were smashing on iTunes. And I was like, yo, I got to get this dude on my project. I had never listened to none of your music. And it was like, cool. I want to be influenced. And then, you know, he called you. You know what I'm yep, saying? It's yep. like, so you know what it feels like yep. to for people to just jump
0: on the bandwagon. Yep. So yeah, I think I think realizing that it's it's business and like it's okay and not expecting right. more from it like I think ultimately people want to reach out to you. You know what I just watched recently you, you probably really like this. The Studio 54 documentary oh, on want Netflix. I to see that joint. Crazy, I want dude. I to see that joint. I've um, seen some stuff about it. There was a part in it where he said, "Yo, there were certain people that, you know, they would have a list and some names would have D F U next to it which means don't F up don't oh, F mess up. it up and that would mean that the owner himself had to come and make sure he brings this person in and this was people like Mick Jagger you know what I mean like wow. basically the top echelon wow um, but he was saying he's like oh you know Mick Jagger and Keith Richards they get in you know for free of course but the other members of the Rolling Stones they'd have to pay they'd wow. have to pay an entrance to get in and I was like what <laughs> and to me wow. it's like look man it's pretty simple the way the way just things work um either someone's like a wild fan of you yeah and what you do yeah it's either that they see an opportunity to make a lot of money Mm -hmm. it's either because your manager has a crazy relationship with someone and that brings you in there or i mean those are pretty much the three reasons right why someone would want to reach out to you
1: yeah cosign benefit
0: yeah yeah yeah, and, like, it is what it is. And, like, if you understand that, you don't have to put more stuff into it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I think that sober realization is is crazy, That man. People don't see that,
2: though. Yeah. That's the
0: thing is everyone
2: acts like it's all family. You know, yeah, especially
1: family. when your product is yourself. Right? Yeah. See, that's a really weird yeah. thing. It's like I'm Andy Minio, the artist, and then I'm Andy Minio, the husband and friend in person. There's no, like... Uh, Rooted, my clothing brand. And then yeah. there's Andy. You know, it's like, Do you guys like my brand? Do you like my product? It's like, Do you like me? me? And so that's where it can get really weird, mm-hmm. especially when you don't have a like a stage name either. Like you can't even separate. Like you are Lecrae. Facts. You know what I'm saying? So man, and the tattoo on your arm proves it. I have I've know? covered that. But <laughs> <Why? laughs>
0: well, let, let me ask you this. How do you because I remember listening to um Tim Keller sermon, and he was telling his wife like when they were gonna start their church. He's like, "Look, obviously, you know, I'm gonna overwork for three years because there's no other way to do it. Yes. Like, I, I'm not gonna expect to like start this church and do these things and, and like put in 35 hours. Like, it just it's like just math, bro. It just mm-hmm. doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, so my question is like, how can you compete in a business that's so competitive? How can you Push for excellence while at the same time being present, you know? And uh, there's a uh, a Stephen Curry documentary that's coming out on Facebook. And his wife was saying, like, yo, balance is a myth. Like, you just do the best you can. But, like, achieving perfect balance in all aspects of life is a myth. And... Stefan was also talking about how present his dad was. He's like, man, my dad was in the, in, the, in the league 16 years, but he was, like, super present for me there. I'd be at all the practices. I'd be at the stadium. Like, I'd be at the games. Um, so, like, is, is it, I mean, is it a off ultimately? Like, yeah, mm-hmm. you're going to miss some things with your family, but because you're building something that benefits your family... Right, right. Because this is a conversation you and I were having. Like, yeah, it's all good. Oh no, nah, I don't want money. I don't want success. I want you. Mm. Until you broke, we're broke, and like uh, we're struggling. Yeah. And and how much does money affect like marriages and things like that?
1: Right. Yeah, it's that conversation of provision and presence, mm. and it's mm. like. You know, like my wife said all the time, I don't even care about the money. I just want time with you. And I was like, until we eat ramen every day. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, yo, switch it up. Living check to check. Now you're lazy. You're a
2: lazy bum, and I wish you'd be more productive.
1: Yes. I thought you just wanted time with me. So, and, you know, I brought that up to her, and we laughed about it. You know, like, dang, you're right. Like, it is is both. There's a desire for both to Mm -hmm. happen. And, um, We've had to try to create some rhythms and some things to figure out how to at least try to tackle that. Mm -hmm. And One of the things we do, and I don't know if you have stuff like this, but we do a thing just called plan to plan. Mm -hmm. I was like, let's make a plan to plan out the next month. We meet once a month, the last Sunday of every month, and we just block out a big chunk of time to sit down. It's usually on a Sunday. and uh, No, it's the last Sunday of every month. And we sit down for like three, four hours, and I just pop up these things on like a whiteboard uh, of areas of our life that we want to try to grow in. So it's like our finance, our spiritual health, our emotional health, our physical health, our relational health. Mm-hmm. And I just put those five things. I'm like, all right, where are we? Where do we want to be? So if I do relational, I'll be, a uh, all right, babe, how do you want to feel like where are we? I feel I feel like we're distant. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to go on some dates. All right, what would make you feel like this month we would – we would have that. Uh, let's go on two dates. All right, cool. We open up the calendar right there. Thursday the fifth and yeah. Friday the twentieth. All right, let's go to this place. And we just take the time right then to yeah. book it and do it. Um, you have to, and that's that's the way we've tried to find at least something to do. Yeah. Spiritual health. Where you at? Uh, I ain't remember reading. Well, you know, you just figure it out. You make the plan there and you move. But um, I know that took us a while to get there. It took a whole lot of like explosions and Uh just hurt and missing each other to have to, to finally put a system in place like that. What's up, everybody? It's Andy Minio and Delgis Mustafa. This is the Work in Progress podcast, and we're taking a moment to shout out our sponsor, Samaritan. It's actually uh, something I use in my house, and so I'd recommend it to anyone if it's the right fit for them. So what is it? It is 80,000-plus households and growing, a community of people who are taking care of each other's medical needs as those needs arise. And so instead of sending your money to, you know, the Blue Cross and Blue Shield or whatever else, you will send it actually directly to someone in need that is inside of the Samaritan community uh, the same way you know if you have a need you will post it and people will contribute to make sure that your needs are taken care of so for me as a hip-hop artist I'm not rolled into any big corporate health care plan I actually have to find what's best for me and my wife uh, you know independently and so And so we've tried the insurance route, and it's just really expensive and not a lot of good coverage. And so with Samaritan, it ended up being this great solution for us to be able to look out for our family and make sure our needs are taken care of. If you want to learn more about it, go to SamaritanMinistries.org slash Andy and you can find out more there. Again, it's not for everybody, but it might be right for you. Go check it out. Work in progress, podcast. I mean what do, what do you do to try to keep uh keep something yeah, like priority no, right? we call that right?
2: we do the same thing. We call that um um uh reverse engineering where we just start where we want to be and work backwards. Yeah. But we we you have to do that when you're like like I think any healthy family needs that, but especially people in our position where we kind of have a a uh you know in uh what do you call it? unconventional Schedules Yeah yeah, Unconventional lifestyle Schedule And so on and so forth So you kind of have to Build that in Because Otherwise it's chaotic And And because In the entertainment space The goals are Just They're all over the place (laughs) Right So it's just kind of like What goal are we after What We It's Like It's different if you're an engineer And it's like Hey I have this project sweetheart And I've got to get it done And then you get the project done But it But and, it's, and then it's back to life is scheduled. But it's like, hey, sweetheart, I'm working on this album. I'm going to put in some hours. Cool. Oh, the album took off. And now I got to do a world tour. Cool. Oh, the single took off. And now Justin Bieber wants to take me on tour, which really happened to me. Um, and I had to say no. But wait, wait, wait. why?
0: why?
1: <laughs>
2: uh, you why? said no why to a Justin no?
1: Bieber tour? And I'm going to need you to explain that right now.
2: Oh, yeah. I said no to, to the Biebs. Um, I said no for a couple reasons. One was because I again I was, you know, working on my own project, about to launch my own album tour, and then to to follow that up with a Bieber tour meant like zero time with my family. It was an international tour out of the country with him, and it meant no time with my family. It was just kind of like, you know, because I can't just, you know, make my kids life revolve around me. That's the biggest mistake I started making initially. Ooh, talk about it. That was the first thing I I thought, yo, I've got a lot going on. And I mean, it's Bieber and (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Like what you guys build your life around me. So basically what we're gonna do to keep us together, we're gonna travel overseas.
1: And be the Lecrae show.
2: Basically. And my kids are like, we have our own school. We have our own friends. We have our own life. My wife is like, yeah. I mean, I have a life and ambitions and desires and dreams too, and and I like for those to be considered. And it's kind of like, it just seems like because the world admires this thing so much that you couldn't possibly put that on the back burner for your family. But it, you know, it's what what matters the most at the end of the day, and what's gonna when I sit back. You just never hear anybody on their deathbed saying. I wish I would have made so much more money or mm-hmm. I wish I would have got to meet the president before I die. You do hear people saying, I wish I would have spent more time with my family. Yeah, I wish I would have said president. things that I did. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like. Yeah. Do you know, I things.
1: mentioned one thing. I went to breakfast this morning with, uh, with a guy and uh, I mentioned something that you had said to me at one point. Um, cause he was talking about, he met y'all at like a family camp or whatever. And he's like, man, I take my kids everywhere around the world. And the one thing they can't stop talking about is family camp, you know? And I was like, oh wow. Cause experiences are, are Mm. something that you can't take away from anybody. They're memories. I saw a, uh, a Dave Chappelle interview and he said, man, you know, (sighs) he's like every birthday I pretty much manufacture memories. So he said, and he was like, basically, what it you means by that. You can't do a
2: Dave Chappelle impression without the cigarette.
1: Nah. Listen, man.
0: <laughs>
2: this junk is
1: crazy right here. This junk is crazy.
2: Listen, right man. Is Listen crazy. man, let me ash that out real quick. You got to ash it.
1: Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he, said, he said, basically, no. I fly in the nuttiest people, the funniest people, like. I want to put everyone in a room because I know if they're there, Mm -hmm. something funny and something good. And he he just essentially like, all right, I know if I shake all this up and put it in a thing, it's going to create a memory. Mm -hmm. And he does that for his birthdays Mm -hmm. and parties. And I was like, yo, that's tight. Because he said, you can't take my memories from me. Mm. People might be able to die, might die, might go away that you know money might go away but when you have this stuff i, I cherish that I carry that with me yeah and i said, you know you you tell me this one time you said um yo if you're gonna spend money on anything spend it on making memories
0: boy I he's like I yo
1: man. i could have it sounds i could like have a millennial 20...
0: mantra right there
1: he's like i could have 27 inch rims on my car and it could look great or i could take my whole family to disney world for a week you know and it was yeah. like i'm choosing disney world every time yeah And I was like, yo, I never really thought of it like that, but it's changed the way I look at how I spend money now, Mm. where I'm like, okay, I could have this nice pair of whatever, Mm. or me and my wife could go do something that we might remember forever.
0: Forever, yeah, for sure. And
1: it's just like, you know what, I'm going to start putting it into experiences. So." Shout out to you're to talking the, my
0: language, my brother. Like that's, that was
1: an experienced guy through and through.
0: I mean, a thousand percent. Like my my wife just did like the tasting menu at Blue Hill, this restaurant in New York. Yeah, we we really we knew about the restaurant, but on Chef's Table, they had an episode, and we were just like, all right, bro, we gotta go because it's like Farm to Table, and like the story was crazy. And bro, it was like legit, like a cherished experience. Moment. Yeah, and that's what it's about. Something I wanted to ask you guys though is like. Having this knowledge that it's a trade-off thing with your family and your career, because let's be honest, you guys are competing with people that are like, time with family. Mm -hmm. That's not how you become great. Right. My family is going to revolve around me. Right. Because I'm building something. You know, they find a whole bunch of ways to justify it. And they're like, I'm going to put in 100 hours a week. I mean, weren't we reading that? Um, Elon Musk was like working 120 120 hour weeks. And he's like, yo, Tesla shouldn't exist. The only reason it exists is because everyone's putting in 100-hour weeks. Mm. Because it is, like, wildly hard to try to start a new car. But they trying to change the world, too. Yeah, so my thing is... Did Jesus drive a Tesla? He might (laughs) have. All I'm saying. But check this out. My thing is... um, The second you get married, and then the second you have kids you are definitely going to be making trade-offs. Mm-hmm. Either you're gonna miss career opportunities or you're gonna miss moments with family. Mm-hmm. And like, there's no other ways about it. Yeah. And so for someone, it, it really does come down to what you prioritize, right? Mm-hmm. Because if y'all are like, hey man, uh, hey, if I'm gonna be left in the dust, cause I'm not willing to do anything like a lot of the competition is, so be it, yeah. because I define success in this way.
1: Yes, yeah. and that's, that's individually defined.
0: That. Yeah. My mm.
1: wife literally just she 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 was working on Fifth Avenue at a hair spot. They were like, "Yo, we want you to, go to California and open up this spot and run the whole thing." Like she was like flying through the letter, and she was like, "Oh no, nah, I'm not doing this." Yeah, she just is like, "It's not worth it." And I'm like, "Yo, what?" Mm-hmm. She's like. I can't. I'm not gonna miss time with my husband and my family. And she just, it's just such a personal conviction. Like it's not worth it. The best thing in the world is my time with my family. But she's just certain about that. I think a lot of us aren't certain about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And uh, a lot of us are like, no. I mean, you think about some of the greatest people ever, ever to 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 take a thing or a sport or a product to the next level. You look at their home lives, and usually Disaster. they're disasters. Disaster. And you, you say, well, like, the whole world praises them for the contributions yeah. that they made, but, you know, the people who knew him closest were, like, complete jerk.
2: Yeah, Billy and Billy Graham. Billy Graham, really? Billy Graham. Like, story, true story, he was, um, he... Shout out Billy Graham. Yeah, I mean, you know, God bless, God bless him in, in all of his efforts. Um, legendary. But true story, he preached um, at a revival... And uh, and and during the middle of the revival, I guess he was giving a prayer or something along those lines. And a woman, you know, brought a baby up to him and he was like, oh, oh, whose baby? Let's pray for this baby. And they were like, it's yours. And he he had been gone so much, he didn't even recognize his own baby. You know what I'm saying? And so but he would admit that even to his dying day that he wished he spent more time with his children. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like even his what he would say is not just
0: career. It's a call.
2: Got in the way
0: of what he And I guess like if you don't ever get married, don't ever have kids, go for it. And I mean Paul talks about it, right? Yeah, yo, life is way less complex. Yep. Go crazy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. But
0: I guess when you do though, like I'm married now and I'm like, yeah, there's a whole bunch of stuff that now, Mm -hmm. like on Andy's tours, before I said this in another episode, before I was married, I'd be like, oh yeah, I'll go on the whole tour. Yeah. Wow. I mean, you, you know, you're, you're you're my artist. Like I want to make sure I want to be, be all the details. Now I'm like, what Houston, Atlanta, LA, right? Those are the important dates. <laughs> I'll be there. You the know sexy know what I'm city. And like, yeah. "Oh, LA? Okay, babe, you want to come out to LA and we'll yep. just chill for a couple of days out there because it just completely changes and I guess that depends on what you prioritize, but I want to ask you guys something maybe we will wrap with this. Uh, I believe, you know, I'm starting to believe that perfect balance might not Thing. Well, because perfection doesn't exist, I think, on, on this earth. So, mm. But how do you feel you're doing now? Do you think you got a stride? Do you think you feel good about how you're balancing the two, even in, an, in its imperfect?
1: Uh... I, I'm killing it.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> nah, I heard a guy say this one time. He said, The best job we can do is giraffes on ice. Hmm. Like, that's what he's like, like. If you're going another through another white guy, right?
0: Completely white, yeah. Another white guy for sure. <laughs> shout, out,
1: <laughs> shout out Chip Dodd, Chip Dodd. Chip Dodd, he was like, Man, the best you'll get is being a giraffe on ice, meaning you're gonna just awkwardly stumble through life and just try to do your best and um, trying oh, your that best. That illustration
0: match is really great for you because you're so tall, bro. It does, I'm like, it's perfect.
1: Uh, but you know what, some days are better I than skate, others. Though. You know, when I finished playing the song, Lecrae said, man, he's listening to the song. And he goes, I wish we could have this perspective all the time. Like, mm-hmm. it's a perspective that's so good that you forget about. Mm-hmm. It, like, drifts. It's like, yes, mm-hmm. this is the most important. It's like Jay-Z called you. Like, what? You know, date night. Hey, babe, we got to reschedule. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I remember I remember it was our honeymoon, bro. I'm on the honeymoon, and I, get a, I just dropped Neverland. And I'm on the honeymoon and they call and they're like, yo, BT wants you to do the hip hop cypher. And I was like, (laughs) yo, babe, can we can we go back one day early so I could do the cypher? And I remember even texting the guys and I was like, yo, should I do it? Should I not do it? Whatever. And, um, you know, that was a that was a tough one for me, but. I ultimately, I said yes to it because we would have been able to have eight days of honeymooning. And then on the last day, I would fly home and I would do it. But I did have to try to write it while I was on the honeymoon. And, you know, I don't know if I made the right decision, honestly. You know, anyways, I did the cipher and I don't, I you know... I don't know if I lost trust or if we gained something for our career. Yeah. You know, but that's, that's, that's real stuff that happens. Yeah. And, you know, I'm sure there'll be still be more that we have to, to weave through together. I remember I got a, an offer, maybe one of the biggest offers I've ever got in my life.
2: Eight figures,
1: fam. Fam. <laughs> and I just remember my wife being like, no, that's my birthday weekend. And I just remember saying, we'll buy your birthday. (laughs) We'll buy you a new birthday. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. I was like, but you don't have to work the rest of the year if I do this weekend. Like, couldn't we just move your birthday week? Because this thing, I'm the type of guy, my birthday's April 17th. We're going to go celebrate April 25th. Whatever. I don't care. Don't mean nothing to me. It's like, yeah. 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 For her, she's like, no, no, September 15th, we're hanging out. And I was like,
0: (laughs) and yo, I Mm -hmm. had to Mm -hmm. eat it, yo, Mm -hmm. I had to eat it.
1: And I just had to tell them like, nope, I'm not gonna take that that year changing figure Mm -hmm. for one day of work. I will not do that. And yo, (laughs) look at God. I told, the, I told my boys, I told Gavi. Gavi was at me, he's like, yo, tell me the number, bro. Tell me the number. And I was like, yo, chill. I was like, all right, I'll tell you. So I let him in, <laughs> and he was like, yo, chill. And yo, like two weeks later, they were like, all right, they're going to move the event. Do you want to come? And I was like, look at God. And I think it was God's way of like honoring the fact that I was willing to be like, nah. So you're saying I'm God wants you
2: to ball out.
0: That's what you're telling So me. what I'm saying
1: is, with God, oh,
0: man, that's a balling is possible. All I, uh, all yeah. all it's all a different ball. Call. things are possible. Yo, recently somebody was like, yo, it was supposed to be bad weather today, but it's sunny, so I'm able to do this, look at God, and I'm like, yes, oh. all this happened so that you could get to go to the park. But anyway. <laughs> yeah.
1: But you know... I, I, it was one of those things. So no, I no, think I'm doing crazy. okay.
0: That's crazy.
1: Um I could always there's always room to grow, but yeah.
2: But you yeah, I don't I don't I don't even believe in balance. I believe in a healthy tension. I think tension is the best you'll get. You mm. know what I'm saying? Balance is an assumption like like Andy was saying, like things can possibly be perfect. Like family, work, got it all. Yeah. Tension, yes, like it's always gonna be a tug of war. And yeah. you just live in the tension. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what you aim for is healthy tension, but not having tension is when you're in trouble. Because right? that means
0: it's swinging extremely Someone's to one just side, yeah. winning.
2: It's like you're just lazy at home all day with the fam, not being productive, not Sweats thinking about on how a to. Week. Yeah, I mean, it's like you're not thinking about how to produce. There's on one end of the <laughs> one end of the spectrum is producing an inheritance for your children's children. On the other end of the spectrum, it is. You know, uh seeing others is better than yourself and investing loving your wife like Christ loved the church. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. it's like you live in that. And that's what I aim to do is just if ever I'm I like I've had those moments. I had a I had a, a couple years where it was just it was bag chasing and building, empire building, and it was like, yo, when's the last time I went on a date? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And then I've had years where it's been like, you know, I'm just flying. By, you know, it's like just too much fun. Like all we're doing is kicking it, and then I'm, I'm, I'm looking, and I'm like
0: losing market Ooh. share.
1: The
0: <laughs> single, fucking look <laughs> funny, right? You know what I <laughs> mean? Like, woo, can man. I get us losing wild market share? <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, so yeah. You know what, man? I think really, it's a, it's a, it's a question of putting people over things, and I think that's mm. something that we, because of our specific worldview, it's something that we um, believe is ultimately right. Mm-hmm. So whenever we can put people above just things, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we we think it's good to lean that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the seasons where it's been the other way, it's just that the things have have been more valuable to us. Facts. So it's really a question of like how we order our loves. So that's really... That's the key word for this. He's people gone. People over things. He's, he's chasing a bag.
1: <laughs> Setting up the next podcast. <laughs> that's, uh,
0: that's the key word. That's the key word for this, man. It's just being, being able to put people over things and, yeah. and put your value um, accurately, appraise things It's good. the word. Yo,
1: thanks for spending time with us, bro. It was yeah, a pleasure. Bro.